Good morning. It is Thursday, August 13th. I've attempted this podcast like three times, but I keep being way too rambly this morning. So I'm going to try to do this super concise. Um, today, instead of looking into an article, we're looking into a book I've been reading. Um, it's called Game Changers, The Unfounded Fears and Future Prosperity um, of the Real Estate industry. Um, essentially, one of the author- authors of this is Lon Well. She's the founder of my, the brokerage I'm a part of, Your Castle Real Estate. Um, it was founded back in 2006, and um, today we're going to be looking into chapter five in it, which is called The Homeownership Rate Declines. And essentially, the, the entire premise of what we're looking into today is if this homeownership rate declines, it doesn't mean that that there's a lock, lack of um, there's a lack of like owner occupants. What it means is there's going to be a surplus of investors. And how you have to capture this market is you have to have the skills and the specialization to do it. Working with investors um, goes so much more deeper um, in terms of finances and and returns than owner occupants do. Uh, don't get me wrong with uh, with owner occupants, I. I genuinely go for investment as well and appreciation and getting a good getting a good area, um, especially in Colorado, that it's doable. However, with with um, investors, you're going to be having to answer more questions and using the vocabulary. So, let's get into um, some of the some of the skill sets you should have if you're a realtor and you're working with investors. Let me take a sip of coffee here and we'll get going. And you gotta mix it. You gotta you gotta back it up with water, or else you're just dehydrated. You know. Oh, nice balance. Life is balance. All right. So sweet. Let's dig in. Let's dig into this. I don't know where to hold the book. Up there by the computer, I guess. So, um, the first thing we're gonna look at is if you're a realtor and you're working with investors for rentals. Um, the important things here are you need to be familiar with common financial metrics investors use to measure returns. Um, some of these things are like year one cash on cash, simple ROI, which is simple return on investment, cap rate, average five year after tax IRR. And basically the big part of this is to be able to adapt to scripts. Vernacular is really big in these markets and just being able to, to talk like you know what you mean is is crucial um there's a preferred language and we have to use that it's just one of the parts of being professional um we need to be able to conduct high level cash flow analyses for different types of rental and leaseback scenarios now this essentially is it is a skill you have to learn how to do high level cash flow analysis and and um but however it's it's completely attainable and you can practice these by yourself and you're you know at nighttime in your room when you don't have a client or when you're when you just have a a slower a slower time you know um we can always be doing something to to better our careers and help our clients and this is going to be a super important one um especially because of rental and leaseback scenarios Another thing is you have to have access and knowledge of the key assumptions that drive investment planning results in your unique market. So essentially, this this kind of includes typical rents and how they vary by property type and location, um, typical vacancy rates and how they vary, uh, as well as how different asset classes in your market are impacted by economic cycles. 
And now, for example, in here is an investment that provides a great return today, but has historically been pretty highly volatile. Um, that would make it potentially not the best choice. So those um, those three things, those kind of typical rents, typical vacancy, and um, asset impacted by excuse me, assets impacted by horizon or sorry sorry by uh, economic cycles. So those are all awesome talking points you can have as well as what we need to know in order to have uh, to show them good properties that'll be good fits. Now on top of this, we have to know the interest rates, amortization periods, and interest rate wow, interest rate lock horizons that are probable for a given asset class. Essentially, the client won't expect the agent to be a CPA, but agents should have a general grasp on the trade-offs. And now, going into this, like for example, if I were to buy a rental house um, where I can lock in for 30 years, or you could buy an apartment building with an interest rate that floats after five years, um, you should be able to answer these questions. Um, essentially, it's just tax and interest rates and and figuring out how that impacts the longevity of the loan as well as the investment. W- Another thing we need to look at is what impact does the interest rate have on the property's valuation. That's really big, especially right now since we're seeing historically low interest rates. Um, how would that fit with the client's overall portfolio? So when you're working with investors, a big part of that is seeing what their portfolio has and being able to create a nice balanced, evenly spread portfolio that that matches their um I guess, proclivity to risk, um, their preferred risk. And, um, you, yeah, you can just line that up and, and make your client and investor happy. Um, going on from this, we kind of need to know how do cap rates, which is rates of return vary by neighborhood and asset class and the counselor's area of speciality. So this is just a big thing in knowing your market and being in there and knowing, what the cap rates are looking like in the neighborhoods that you're around and th- with the, the neighborhoods that you're taking your investor to go look at. Sorry, my voice is all shaky today. For some reason, I can't can't breathe. I need to do some meditation and breathing. <sighs> ah, morning times, Thursdays. All right, well, let's, let's keep on going here. Sorry about that. Um... So another thing you should know are like what are the historical rates of appreciation in different buy and hold areas in Colorado. Um, I mean this is this is something that you just have to look at a couple of a couple of graphs to see what the appreciation is in different buy and hold areas. Um, York Castle sends out awesome awesome price price trend maps as well as appreciation and and just historical trends. So that's awesome. If your brokerage doesn't do that, you can you can look that up. That's uh, that's available out in the interwebs. Um, it just takes a little bit of research. Also on top of that, given current supply and demand char- characteristics in different sub-markets, where are the best opportunities for appreciation? Again, this is just really knowing your market, really knowing the cap rates, uh, appreciation, just just. Uh, and this, it's really, really big to be, to not only know all of these, uh, these, I guess the subject knowledge, but, um, the in-depth markets and, and living in there, being able to provide a different perspective, a more, um, in-tune perspective. Now that was rentals. So now we're going to go on to fix and flips and essentially what you need to know, what are the most important things to know if you're a realtor and you're working with 
people who invest in fix and flips. So the most important things um, for the subject knowledge of fix and flips are what neighborhoods have the best gross margins. Um, this is what you want to look at in terms of you have how, how much it took to buy and fix and then how much you sold it for and what's your gross margin. You want the highest possible. Do some fix and flip area. Do some fix and flip areas tend to have higher return on investment and or require greater marketing time than others. Now, this is, again, mar or, uh, researching trends um, in terms of higher ROI and researching areas and require greater marketing time than others. That's going to be days on market. That's going to be some research and looking at um, what do the listings look like there, how many, how long do they typically stay up, and how can you expect what, how can you best prepare your client for what they're going to expect when they do that, when they make that purchase. You should have a network of sources and/or marketing channels to find properties that are not in the MLS. This is really big because it's going into the specialization of that area and just knowledge of listings that other people don't have it's a massive competitive advantage um and just comes with the it's a it's a natural advantage that comes with working and specializing specializing in a specific area and one more thing in terms of uh, fix and flips is you should be able to conduct at least a rudimentary cash flow projection to screen projects um this is big just because i mean people want to see their cash flow they want to see what they could potentially get out of this out of this project and out of this fix and flip. And so being able to provide that for them is is pivotal. Um, now, going into this, uh, with this, a big part of working with investors is client education and support skills. Uh, if you're a realtor and you're working with a less sophisticated investor with an incomplete mastery of investment economics, you should be able to educate them and show them the trade-offs between their alternatives. Now, this is where your responsibility as a realtor starts really starts really going up, right? You have a fiduciary um, responsibility to these clients, and you have to be able to show them and educate them on this process and make sure that they're they're um, making the best decision and fully educated on on that decision for them. Also, you should be able to rapidly identify other stakeholders and influencers in the planning and decision process as well you should have the ability to bring the buyer slash investor along in the process so you can efficiently move toward a consensus to act uh, essentially all of this is to align expectations and align um i guess actors who make the decisions you want as much of a streamlined flow of information education support as as possible um and this is a big, big part of that is, is uh, I guess, realizing who are the stakeholders and influencers and, and making sure that they are catered to. Um, another thing is you should know and be able to clearly articulate why investment real estate is, for many investors, a superior alternate alternative to stocks and bonds. Now, essentially, if you're a realtor, you should know why real estate investment is, is um, so attractive. And you should be able to accurately... Um, get that across to your investor on why it's it's a superior alternative to stocks and bonds i mean that's just part of our job is is i do believe it's so much better than stock and bond stocks and bonds so you just have to you have to know why and be able to describe that uh, sorry some more water and now going into one of the last things i'm gonna look at for right now is just the transaction skills that you should know if you're working with um with with investors 
And what you should know is um, the fundamentals of the 1031 tax deferred exchanges. And this is big with with investors because it's where you can buy another property, a like property, and roll your equity and your taxes into the next and defer your taxes. And and um, it's a fantastic way to to um, take advantage of the sit not the system but take advantage of the systems put in place um use the systems put in place um to behoove your um put your investor in better better financial standings and to utilize the techniques to best best uh get them the best value um investment stance um another thing is you should understand how purchase contract and disclosures differ between owner occupant homes and investor properties and be able to include proper due diligence action steps and the additional provisions. This is big because there is a difference. It's working with an investor and working with our owner occupant is is absolutely different. And um you need to be able to know which due diligence items are are added and how to how to fill out the the contract for for an investor. And one of the last things is you need to possess an excellent negotiation, uh, excellent set of negotiation skills. And this is because you really do want to fight for those investors. And usually you're going to be going for um, either stale listings, under under uh, priced listings, listings that have, um, or not underpriced, under qualityed. <laughs> I don't know. Um, somebody, something that um, has investment opportunity right sorry i don't know where i'm going with that into excellent negotiation skills you just have to be able to fight for them get them the best the best deal um investors are a bit more cutthroat and deal with cash a lot more often um so they're just it's it's a different set of negotiation negotiation skills that that run right in line with working with the owner occupant but there are there are different responsibilities um now essentially it's really important if you are working with investors that you have a network that you can that you can provide to them um and what this does is essentially if they have any questions you can just be like hey go to these people they can answer your questions um partners should include people from title companies that can handle unique needs of investors such as hold open policies or fix and flip investors um you should have 1031 exchange facilitators um, commercial mortgage brokers are another one. Um, other partners should be residential mortgage brokers who can work with non-warrantable properties. These are condos whose, like an example is uh, condos whose HOA do not meet FHA guidelines. Another is property managers from different types of asset classes, apartment buildings versus rental homes. Um, that's obvious why that's that's important as well. Sophisticated property inspectors, you can handle commercial as well as redi- residential properties. This is important because, um, say that investor comes up and, and has two properties, you can, or a commercial as well as a residential, you want to be able to show that you can handle both and that you have knowledgeable inspectors who can handle both. Um, another big thing is knowing contractors who can help with renovation work for fix and flips, for scrapes, for anything like that. That's really important. You're definitely going to be working with contractors. Attorneys who can handle unique zoning issues for investment properties in your market. That's really big because counties and states um, take zoning very seriously. And you really do need a professional to help with your investors on those investment properties in those markets um, with any zoning issues. Um, Another is accountants who specialize in tax handling and optimization of investment real estate. Um, 
that's obvious just accountants who specialize in real estate that can really help your investor understand their finances and know what they're doing especially if they're a novice investor and another is um the last one i'm going to go through right now is financial planners who can integrate an investor's long-term financial goals with stocks bonds and real estate that's a big thing just because Honestly, like we want our clients to be well-rounded, right? It's not just, hey, you can only have real estate. Um, we want to show them that, especially with our with our um, financial planners and such, that it's we're seeing a holistic view of their finances and not just not just um, real estate and stuff like that. Like we want to show the whole picture and see that we um, show that you're taking care of them in the the all-around view. Um, so that's what we're going to go through today. Those are the skills that you should have if you're a realtor and you're working with investors in your market. And that shows that even if the homeownership rate declines and we're working with more investors, the people with these skill sets and the want to go and um, attain these skill sets, acquire them, um, are the ones that are going to be able to reap benefits of working with investors and truly give them the value and the the fiduciary responsibility that they are owed um and yeah so thank you for joining me today and let's go do some more research and be professionals in our market and help those owner occupants and investors and ourselves because i need a home as well all right have a great thursday